Want to know how to lean in and get closer to God? It's our Faith Builder series, y'all. Come on in. Let's talk about it. My name is Leah Huggins. I'm a wife, a mother, and a proud U.S. Navy veteran. After two tours to Iraq, my husband was diagnosed with PTSD. My world spiraled out of control as fear, anxiety, doubt, and depression took over. I gave my life to Christ, took on a new mindset, and let go of the negativity of my past. I now help wives to find healing, encouragement, and strategy to overcome the effects of PTSD on their daily lives and in their marriage. So come on in and let's talk about it. Welcome to Marriage, Motherhood, and PTSD. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Marriage, Motherhood, and PTSD. This is the place where we empower women to support their spouse through PTSD without losing themselves in the process. I'm your host, Coach Leah, and I'm so glad that you joined us today. All right, y'all, we are in for a treat today, okay? This is the start of our Faith Builder series where we're going to hear from some amazing women who are gonna tell us all about the trials that they've had to overcome and how God has brought them through it all. The goal of this series is simple. I just wanna encourage you on your faith journey. I wanna give you the tools that you need to grow in faith and to grow deeper in your relationships with God. Your journey is personal. It's an individual thing and it's unique to you. So whatever it is that you're facing, whatever it is that you're going through, you can make it. As a believer, you're not alone. And God has placed among us other people who have gone through the same challenges that you're facing. And he's given them victory in those areas of life. And I believe it's important that we see and we hear from these people because that is what helps to build our faith. And knowing that if he did it for them, he could do it for us too. Amen. Amen. (laughs) So welcome to the first ever episode of our Faith Builder series. Today, we're going to be talking about trusting God. And we have an amazing woman here today. I'm so excited for you to meet her. She's a friend. She's a sister. She's a mentor. She's a minister. And she is a powerhouse. Okay. She is a ball of fire. (laughs) The Energizer Bunny don't have nothing on her. Okay. (laughs) Sheila Sullivan is a native of Gulfport, Mississippi. She is a mother of one son. She's a civil servant for the government. And she's been in ministry for over 20 years. She ministers at the local gym to the women's group where she empowers them to walk in their true identity in Christ. All right, everybody, I want you to give a warm welcome to Miss Sheila Sullivan. Yay! Thank you, Coach Leah. I'm so excited to be here with you on tonight on the podcast. It is an honor and a privilege to be here with you tonight. Thank you so much. We appreciate you for coming and spending your time with us today. Um, Over the years, I have heard you share your testimony and it is just amazing. Um, The things that you've overcome and the way that I've seen for myself, how God has moved in your life. Um, You definitely have a story that I think other people need to hear. So that's why I'm so glad to have you here today. You are so passionate in the work that you do. Um, It's definitely a ministry. So I want to know, where does that fire come from? Why are you so passionate about what you do? Um, Passion comes from uh, just the in-depth part of my heart. And so of the things that I experienced, it is I truly did not want another young lady to experience the things that I experienced as a young girl. Mm -hmm. I made major decisions 
uh, what I call major mistakes early in my youthful years um, that were not uh, conducive to me being an adult, um, well, growing up to be a healthy adult. The decisions that I made early, uh, getting into relationship too early mm-hmm. with uh, individual that really cost me some time in my life. And I have to reflect back on those times uh, with that individual that it's, it was not healthy. Uh, it wasn't even proper to some degree yeah. uh, for us to even be in relationship together because I was going against, uh, going against my parents. Also, I was going against, uh, going, pretty much going against nature too, because I was just too young. Yeah. That, that's just truly it. I was just too young to be in any type of relationship with him. Uh, and the relationship was sexual. So that in itself was too much. Um, then in the interim at the age of 14 years old, I'm pregnant. Wow. And, uh, my father, he was an older, uh, individual. He was, um, and it, for him, when a young girl became pregnant, she basically was an adult. Wow. And yeah. so in my 10th grade year at Gulfport High School, I was pregnant. And then after I had my son, you know, it was, I was instructed uh, that I will be, uh, as a mother, I was an adult and that I had to take care of my own child. Mm-hmm. So that yielded me uh, having to uh, get a job. Uh, and so I was a maid at the Alamo Plaza on Highway 90 in Gulfport at the age of 15 years old. And so I've been working since I was 15 years old. And um, what was a blessing for me at that time was there were older women that surrounded me. Mm. And these older women, they gave me the wisdom that they had. Uh, Even though I was still with the, dealing with the individual, they gave me what uh, they thought was good advice or good wisdom for me to follow. Uh, some of it I followed. Of course, some of it I didn't. Uh, however, uh, in the interim, uh, that relationship uh, dissolved and I was uh, back. Uh, I was, well, I would say I became a, I was a single mom with yeah. a child. Yeah. So. Wow, that's that's amazing. And it's, there's so many young people that find themselves in a similar situation, you know, and um, the rate of pregnancy mm-hmm. um, is twice as high in the United States as yes. it is in other countries, you know, um, and, and it's something to think that it was happening back then, but it's progressed and it's even more, oh, yes. you know, now. Um it's almost like it's natural, yeah. but it's not natural. Right. Uh, and the reason I say it's not natural is because uh, at that young age, you're not mature enough to make a sound decision about yourself, right. not even about a child, not even about your body. Yeah. Uh, because we know as young people, we we have uh, our hormones, they are, they rage or they mm-hmm. uh, become alive. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a support system, to some degree, and I can't say that it's all the parents because parents are doing the best that they can. Some right. of them are doing the best that they can. Yeah. And then there are some young people that don't have that parental, um, they don't have that parental relationship with their parents mm-hmm. to to be able to uh, not uh, get into relationships. They just, they don't have it. So they veer 
more off to their friends and right. you know they get into relationships thinking that they can handle it and a lot of them uh, they lose a lot of time and also they lose their self esteem mm. they lose their uh, identity because they are so wrapped up in the other person they don't take the time to find out truly who they are and they don't find out who they are until way later in mm. life and sometimes that's just too late yeah Self-discovery is very important, knowing who you are. And that's one thing that I found when I came um, into my relationship with Christ. And and that was the first thing that was established pretty much is finding out who I am Mm -hmm. in him. And once I found that out, it made such a difference that I changed, (laughs) you know, a lot of things about myself. Um, and, And it all stemmed from finding out first who I was, because when you find out who you are, that's when, you know, you'll cut out a lot of stuff. So there's going to be stuff that you don't deal with anymore because you know who it is that, you know, you're called to be. And when you have a goal, you have your plan. Mm -hmm. um, You want to get rid of all the stuff (laughs) that is going to be contrary (laughs) to that goal and to that plan. I totally agree mm-hmm. with you um, with that statement that you made, finding out who you are. Yeah. It took me uh, some time, um, uh, 14 years old, pregnant. I had my son and then 15 years old. I'm working a full, I'm basically working a part-time job, which is full-time because you can only work uh, three days a week yeah. as a 15-year-old. But then staying in that workforce uh, and, and living that adult life, you know, that in itself, it, it was somewhat scary yeah. uh, to some degree, but it was, uh, I was forced to do it. I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And so I had to do it scared. And I was put in the position around other people that they themselves, they didn't know who they were. So it was sort of like the blind leading the blind mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the guys, they were still trying to find themselves. They were using marijuana. They were shooting up. They was uh, drinking alcohol. And so for myself, I didn't participate in the shooting up. You know, I did yeah. uh, smoke marijuana, did drink a little bit, but my body couldn't hold liquor like normal. Right, I always right. threw up. So I knew that that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, just being in that environment, uh, it was like a rat uh, being in a, a hamster being in a circle. Wow. It was just going around and around in circle. Nothing was changing because these the individuals that I was with, they didn't know who they were mm-hmm. and I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. And so I was just following them. I was blind. And so I was a young lady with a baby. I had a boyfriend because we weren't married. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that in itself was that was a negative because there was no commitment. There was no ring. There was no marriage. There was there was no I'm not. There was nothing to say. I'm going to give you my name, take care of you and the child. Mm-hmm. It was it was always um, the labor of uh, our life uh, because we live together. Mm-hmm. The labor of our life fell upon me. It fell wow. upon me working. It fell upon me getting a job. It fell upon me getting a car. Yeah. It fell upon my a credit score, which is wasn't that great, but it was decent. Uh, it, it it fell upon me getting food, uh, me providing pampers and and clothes for the child. Uh, that was not a priority for him, mm. and so that's why I say uh, my heart. I'm very passionate about even when young women do have a child. You know, stop, just stop. Yes, just stop. 
stop, stop Mm -hmm. and find you. And the only way that you can find out the true you is through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, away from the Lord. I was living a life of sin. I was living a life of my own. I was doing my own thing with people that did not care about me because if they did, then of course, you know, we would have been doing better. And it was, I was away from the Lord for nine years. And at the age of uh, 24 years old, I gave my life to Christ and my life took a total change. Uh, I literally, it was a uh, Paul on the Damascus Road experience for me. It was, it was, it was amazing because I wasn't looking to be saved. What I was trying to do, I was making sure I was looking to survive another day. That's all I was trying to do, survive another day. And the Lord sent a guy who I went to school with. uh, He was, he just started talking to me and just in his own way, witnessing to me. And one of the things that really captured my attention was the fact that when I got around him, it just, I felt like I had some type of hope about my life. It's just whenever he talked about Jesus, it it seemed like I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not so bad after all, because I, at that time, uh, I'm 58, but I was born in 64. And back in the day, I could say that now <laughs> they would, they would, when you were disobedient to your parents, they would call you the black sheep of the family. Wow. They would yeah. label you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they would tell you, you the black sheep. Don't, you know, don't fool with you. Um, you made this mistake. You mm-hmm. made your bed hard. You lay in it. Uh, and so, uh, that was the, individuals who were connected to my life growing up mm-hmm. and they did the best that they could that, that they did you know right. i don't blame my father for how he thought because that's how he was raised right. and um because i like a mother being in my life i made major decisions um major mistakes early because my mother she in her own right had suffered trauma and she couldn't be there for me to talk to me about who I was as a person, wow. even my father, the trauma that he had experienced. He couldn't talk to me. He couldn't identify me as his princess. He couldn't identify mm. me as uh, being being smart. You know, he he didn't do. He didn't identify me. Mm. And my mother, she was um, as we would call. Uh, she was uh, labeled paranoid schizophrenia. So she was out of the house more than she was in. Wow. So there was no mother-daughter talks there was Mm. no you're beautiful you're intelligent don't Mm -hmm. let a man treat you like this so uh, my encounters with um men uh, they were always negative so you know that's how it was and i want to sit on that for a minute because we talk about i I talk on the show all the time about Mm -hmm. how trauma can um affect not just you but the generations to come oh yes so we all experience um, trauma of some some form, yes. and it, it it affects us in different ways. Yes, it does. And the thing is that we have to be careful about what we pass. Well, let me say this. Let me say it a different way. We have to be careful to be intentional about healing from trauma when we see it present in our life, Correct. because it will affect our children down the road because yes, we start treating them according to our fears and according to our experience That's and right. their experience might not be the same mm-hmm. experience that we have and they need to go a totally different road I do but agree. we we keep them bound mm-hmm. by acting on our fears so yes if you'll if you'll uh, talk about that a little bit that was really good what you said <laughs> well in in just in 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 understanding because you have to 
at one point in your life as an adult, you have to look at the man in the mirror. Mm-hmm. You are the woman in the mirror. You have to re-examine your life mm-hmm. from the time that you are able to remember it. And that's what helped me. Uh, once I um, accepted Jesus Christ as my personal savior, what I did, I started researching my history. Mm-hmm. And I started with my parents. I took my mother's name. I put her name on the left. I put my father's name on the right. And underneath their name, I put what they did. Mm-hmm. And what they did were different spirits. You know, mm-hmm. all the things that they did were motivated by spirits. And and I put my name in the middle and then I put everything that was under them. I put it up under me. Mm. So, you know, basically three, it was more. Mm. And then what I was doing. So I was only acting out the spirits that were, that were um, controlling my life. Right. And so in educating myself about generational curses and educating myself about me as a person, uh, I look to the word of God to find my identity. And, and in the word of God, uh, he says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. In the word of God, he says that I am his his daughter. Um, in the word of God, he tells us that, you know, we're we're queens and, and, and we're priests unto God. That's we right. represent Jesus Christ in the earth realm. In the, in the word of God, he tells us he's He's um, called us his sons. He said, I could cry out my father out of John 1, 12, you know, because I believe that he is the son of God. Um, and I've been in finding myself in, 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 in accepting Christ. I found me. Mm. I found yes. me in accepting Christ yeah. and the trauma that I had experienced. And this was a beauty of it. And I'll, I'll, I uh, am an advocate for it. I'm an advocate for counseling. I'm an advocate for a doctor. I'm an advocate for whatever you need. Mm -hmm. But I can only say for what happened to me. When I, from my heart, prayed that prayer and said, Lord, forgive me and come into my heart and save me. I told him I was a sinner. Come into my heart and save me. Instantly, I was healed. Instantly, Mm -hmm. I was delivered. Instantly, I was set free. The yoke of uh, sin, that that generational curse that was over my life was destroyed because I had accepted the blood of Jesus Christ into my life. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, in doing that, he did pull the scales off of my eyes. He yeah. did um, get to unchain my hands and my feet and even off my mind, mm-hmm. because that's where it was at. You know, right. and my, my mind was limited. My mind, it, it, it was only going to go so far uh, just being by myself. You know, my intelligence was only going to take me so far. But the trauma that I experienced in my life and what he gave me was what I was looking for. I was looking for love yes. in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. And when he put his love, when he loved on me, and I can say, like Fred Hammond say, he loved on me. When he loved on me, he loved on me real good yes. because he loved on me in my soul. Yeah. The hole that was in my soul was filled up. And I knew that day that I was never, ever alone, that I was not alone. And his presence has been with me all the time that I have been with him. His presence has been with me. He has led me. He has guided me. And it's not that I don't remember what happened to me. Mm. It's that those things don't control me any mm. longer. There's nobody can reach into that trauma and take advantage of me. Yeah, you know. And so I'm, I'm I, and I, that's why I encourage individuals learn accept Christ number one, mm. and then when you accept Him, you will be able to understand who you are in Christ yes. and the benefits and the and the blessings that you have. It's just it's it's innumerable yeah and that's a mindset as well too you Mm -hmm. have to train your mind not to think 
the way that you used to think the word of God before Christ the word exactly of God. he yeah. said let this mind be in you yes. which was also in Christ Jesus mm -hmm. and of course you know we're all unfamiliar when new things happen in our lives it's, we're unfamiliar with it but you've got to be open to experience the new mm -hmm. because that's what he does Jesus Christ steps into your life and he makes you as a Bible say that if any man be in Christ he is a new creation mm -hmm. he is a new creature mm -hmm. and that's what he did for me he made me a new creature and him I did not pick up a joint um, I did not get married I didn't uh, purchase any marijuana again I did not drink any wine coolers or gin and, yeah. and orange juice or Long Island teas or yes. uh, rum and coke I didn't my, the desire for all of those things they were gone yes. they were gone and I want to encourage someone upon this podcast that to let you know that Jesus Christ has everything you need amen 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 yes now um I, I think that learning how to trust and depend on god is mm -hmm. a process yes it is um it's like being in a relationship mm -hmm. you know you you gain trust as you go deeper into that relationship so true. you know the more you know about him the more you find out about him and you discover not just who he is but who he is to you you know, and that's how you develop trust in him. And I think, you know, we have to start trusting him with the small things, yes. you know, not just the big things. Mm -hmm. And as he proves himself in those areas, we take another step closer to him. And through relationship, True. we begin to build trust. Mm -hmm. So what is it about the process? And again, the process is basically, you know, the challenges and the trials mm -hmm. that we face in mm -hmm. life. What is it about that process that makes trusting God so hard? Well, and in, in when you say the uh, process about trusting God, it going back to just what you said, it is steps. Mm -hmm. Because when you first uh, when you um when an individual comes to Jesus Christ or when they have an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, it's sort of it's just like a child. Mm -hmm. I mean, you uh, to learn about your new life is you start in uh, kindergarten mm -hmm. and that uh, you head start then kindergarten and then first grade, then second grade, then mm -hmm. third grade. And the way I learned how to trust God was through trouble. Mm -hmm. the, the, the the different types of trouble that came uh, that I that was presented to me in my life and and some was self-inflicted trouble some came from other people but the trouble that really highlighted who God really was in my life I mean, mm -hmm. it, it sounds crazy as crazy as it what do you mean mm -hmm. trouble meaning any T the tests and the trials and things that I had to that I endured, it showed Christ greater. Mm. You know, it, it was because he said, when you go through the waters, I mean, if you get into trouble, he said, I'm there with you. Mm. And so when I got into trouble, whether it was myself getting into trouble, self-inflicted or someone else, God always was there. Yeah, He was always there mm -hmm. giving me a, 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 a kind word, uh, even reprimanding me or telling me to get up, telling me to go forward. Yes. He would not allow me just to stay in that. Mm -hmm. He would continue to tell me, just get up. Just come yeah. on, you know, the, there's a scripture that say, come unto me, all ye that labor in head and heavy laden, I will give you mm -hmm. rest. And then the other ones that I love so much is First uh, Peter 5 and 7. He said, cast in all your care upon me yes. because I care for you. So I learned that uh, it, during trouble, he was there. And mm -hmm. then I learned as I 
will learn more about him. I learned to cast casting c-a-s-t-i-n-g mm. i started casting all my care upon yes. him and and my cares at that time was about my future yeah you know what does my future look like mm-hmm. you know i'm here you know i'm a single mom i have a child i'm with a man that says he loves me but then he's beating me i'm mm. here with a man that says he loves me but then he's verbally abusing me i'm mm. here with a man that says he loves me so i'm thinking like what is my future like i didn't you know, this is not what I asked for. Mm-hmm. This is not what my what I wanted my future to look like. Yeah. You know, I was like the young girl. I wanted the Cinderella wedding. I wanted the prince to come in on the white horse. Right. Scoop me <laughs> up. And we, you know, I wanted yes. all of that. That was in my mind. Right. But at the but the reality of it was that I wasn't dealing with a a, a, a prince of a man. All right. <laughs> so that was the reality of you had of a frog, so not I, a prince. Right. <laughs> so so I had to. Really face reality and make the decision, Sheila, what do you want for yourself? Mm -hmm. And that's when I started running. The Bible tells us to walk in the spirit and you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. When I say uh, running, that means I started running towards my spiritual life Mm -hmm. with everything that was within me. I wanted to know, really, Jesus, if you're real, I, 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 I need to know that. Have you checked out the PTSD Wives Handbook? This book is for the wife whose spouse has survived trauma and is now navigating through mood swings, flashbacks, and mishandled emotions. PTSD can create a toxic home environment and cause a divide in the closest and most meaningful relationships. As a caretaker, the PTSD wife is finding herself at the receiving end of anger, aggression, and constant negativity. This can create a personal, mental, and spiritual health crisis for her. In this book, Coach Leah uncovers the hidden wounds of trauma and the effects that it can have on your relationship. Based on biblical principles, she teaches you the tools and resources that are needed to handle stressful situations and to seek help from the Lord and foster a deeper relationship with Him. By reading this book and putting the principles into action, you're going to learn how to take control of your life and grab hold of the power that lies within. Grab your copy of the PTSD Wives Handbook today by clicking the link in the show notes. Now, back to the show. And tell me what that looks like. I like I like what you said. You started running towards your spiritual life. Mm-hmm. So what did that look like for you? Well, I encourage people to really find out, get your identity out of the word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that I had to deny myself, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. running towards Jesus. It costs you everything. Yeah. You know, running yeah. towards Jesus, that means I'm trusting Jesus, even though it don't look like it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm trusting Jesus. Mm-hmm. Running toward Jesus will get you laughed at. It mm-hmm. will get you talked about. Mm-hmm. It will get you misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Running towards Jesus, I only want to please him. And that was my goal. Yeah. I wanted to please God as a as a woman yeah. first, a daughter, as yeah. a daughter, as a woman, and then as a mother. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to please God. And even when I was married, I wanted to please God. So yeah. I searched the scriptures. Yeah. To find out how to please him. Yeah. And I know that that it came through prayer. It came through worship. Mm-hmm. But most of all, it came through surrendering. 
Yeah. And so a lot of people, they think that Jesus was on the cross. He was struggling. But this life is our cross. Yeah. This yeah. life that he has given us, it is our cross, but it is not to be utilized or it is not to be viewed as a negative. Mm. It is to be viewed as an opportunity for God to show himself mighty yes. and strong in your life. That no matter what you go through, that God is with you so that you can turn around and give him the glory. That's right. Because out of every story, for every glory, there is a story. And we're supposed to give that. We're supposed to give the glory back to him for yeah. the stories that he's allowed us to live. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. I love that. So I want to go back to um, the work that you're doing with the women in the jail. Um, I think that it's a marvelous ministry um, and to be called to do something like that. How did you know that that was your calling? Well, I, I, I like to be simplistic. Uh, whatever, and I do feel that whatever you God has given you the victory over, and what you have overcome, and that you're not you're not doing, you are qualified. He said He qualifies those He called. Mm-hmm. That's first of all, mm-hmm. God qualified me first to be His daughter, and so because other women, I consider other women as my sisters. Mm-hmm. I realize that every woman has made a mistake, and it's just like I did. And that, uh, and some people say, people are always looking for a handout. But mm-hmm. I don't believe in that. But I do believe in a hand up. Right. I believe right. in a hand up. And so I go back and I look, when I look back at my own life, I look at the women that God placed in my life, even when I wasn't even saved, acknowledging Him, going to church, reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when I, that wasn't, when I didn't have any of that going on. Yeah. Those women, they took time with me. They helped me up. Mm-hmm. And so that made me even the more passionate about going to the jail. I wasn't afraid to go to the jail, but uh, first of all, because I don't fear any man. I fear God only. Mm-hmm. But I know that the women of God, women in jail, they were mothers like me. They were daughters like me. They mm-hmm. were aunts like me. They were grandmothers and they needed a hand up. Yeah. So to go into the jail and to tell a woman that you're somebody, that you're special, that no matter what you have done, that God still loves you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's something to hear. Mm-hmm. That's something to hear. But I back it up with this, with my own story yeah. of who I was. I was a bad mama. Mm-hmm. You know, DHS was in my life at one time. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I've I've gotten beat. No, you see how I look yeah. now, but I want you to understand a man did put his hands on me. Mm-hmm. I did carry a black eye for a little bit too. Wow. You know. Wow. And so then when to tell them those kind of to true life, I mean your life it will help somebody. It will inspire somebody. And then up to tell them how God educated me, yeah. how he opened doors for me in a career, in a career that maybe I should not ever have gotten. Had I not known him, I, I knew or not experienced some of the wow. things that I'm experiencing now and how it was always God opening the door. It was God's leading. It was his, it was his, him speaking to me. Right. Uh, I didn't even graduate from high school, but the year of my graduation, 1982, the Lord said, I heard the Lord say, go to the courthouse, get the GED book, study the book and take the test. Mm-hmm. At that time, I wasn't even with my parents. It was just me and the guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> me and the guy. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't even thinking about going to school. Wow. Wow. So I know that was God. Mm-hmm. And then for God to fund an associate's degree, 
Yeah. An undergrad degree and then a master's degree. Yeah. That was nobody but God. Nobody. And your your story, your testimony, the fact that you went to um, college, you and I were riding around one day. I remember <laughs> this. We were riding around one day. We were going to lunch, <laughs> on a lunch break. And you were handling some business and you were talking about how you were going back to school. And that inspired me to go back to school. So I thank you for that because that awesome. blessed me. Me. <laughs> so now I have a degree Amen. thanks to you. <laughs> I had no clue. Yep, yep, yep. So, and, and that's what they say. You know, they say um, hurt people hurt people. Well, yes. bless, heal people can bless and help to heal people. I do agree. And that was uh, going back to school was actually a part of my healing process as well because awesome. it was something that I. Um, I, I failed that back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, I tried going. I had more fun partying uh, <laughs> than I did going to school, <laughs> which is how I ended up in the military. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but to be able to go back and my my parents, we had graduation, and the the graduation just so happened to be in the city that my parents lived in. Wow! And they both got to see me graduate, and and that was a proud moment for me. And not too long after that, my dad passed, but I did have the satisfaction wow. of of knowing that he was there. And I heard him call my name <laughs> when, when I walked across that stage. Wow! And um, just to think, if I didn't have you speaking into my life in yes. that moment, we were just going to lunch. That's true. <laughs> so That's true. you never know what your testimony and, and what you taking the steps to do better for yourself. Yes. You never know how that is going to affect somebody mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. You know, even if we were just going to lunch. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I thank you for that. And thank you for sharing that story because I had no clue. Yeah. I can somewhat kind of remember um, the time of your dad passing, but mm -hmm. I didn't know that it was spurned from mm -hmm. that particular conversation mm -hmm. and, and what we were doing. And and me too, I always tell people I'm a conglomerate of other people. Yes. What you see is not just, oh, Sheila, mm -hmm. she's, she, oh, she's, she's a bum.com and which I am, you know, I do feel <laughs> that way about myself. Yes. Uh, however, uh, there are other people that sold into my life right. to help me to become the woman of God that I am today. Right. And I do not take that for granted. I'm standing on somebody's shoulders. That's right. One of them name is Rosemary Sullivan, who prayed yes. for me that I would be saved. That is my mother. Yes. She would get the credit for that. I can tell people I cannot tell you at once. I cannot identify not one time mm. that my dad prayed for me. I don't yes. even know. I mean, he, I'm sure he <laughs> might have, but I never saw it. Yes. But I will tell you this. Both of those two individuals had a blessed ending story yes. uh, of, of salvation and deliverance. So I always yes. try to have to come back and tell people, no matter what my dad did or how he was, God came around and touched his life and saved yes. him. Same thing with my mother, touched her life and saved her. And uh, I do I do love both of them so dearly. But oh. it's, it, you're, you're absolutely right. Beautiful. We are responsible. And I realize I, I feel like I'm responsible. Mm -hmm. I have a responsibility mm -hmm. to be that woman of God that God has called me to be to because of those women that have sown into my life, because mm -hmm. of the prayers that have been prayed over me. I make no apology for who I trust in or who right. I believe in because he, I've seen him do too much. Yep. And he's real. <laughs> Yeah, he's real. And that's what I wanted to kind of touch on oh, too, touch. as well was the power oh, yes. of the community of women. Oh, yes. Can we speak about that? Oh, yes. 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 Um, I I have, um, you know, it's, it's no secret. I definitely look up to you. You took me under your wing mm -hmm. long, 
long ago. And the things that I have learned from you, um, number one, and just watching you, Mm -hmm. number one. And then you're the one, and I I said this before, you are the one that goes, that leaves the 99 and goes after the one shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. And I've always admired that about you. And and the thing is that who you are to me, you're actually that to everybody else (laughs) that talks about you, that has met you, that you come in contact with. And that's such a blessing to have because everybody doesn't have that gift Mm -hmm. you know everybody I I sit behind this mic but I really am a hermit (laughs) I sit in the house and I'm just fine right here sitting in the house but it is important to have a community of women to Mm -hmm. support you we are not in competition against each other um, because you have something that I may not have I have something that you may not have and together we're we're powerful Mm -hmm. and so um, yes if you will just talk on the power of the community of women well when it comes down to women um, being a woman I look at how God created us first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we we weren't created before Adam. Yeah. But he did form us out of the dust of the ground. Yes. And he breathed life inside of us. Mm-hmm. You know, he did. He did do that. He took a, um, no, he formed Adam out of the dust of the ground, breathed life inside of him. Then he took us and made us real. Yes. Made the real. The real. Mm-hmm. So let me make, make that correction. But I looked at all, I looked at how God, just created us from from that rib that he put everything in us as a woman our softness he put in us creativity he put in us a kindness and but but you have to you have to allow him to love you so that the love that's inside of you can come out of you and I, there's a scripture that say, before there is honor, there is humility. Mm. So you must embrace humility, the humility of God. First of all, thank for God. Thank you that you even saw fit to save me. Yes. You must humble yourself to the Lord. And then when you humble yourself to the Lord, he will give you power to resist the devil because if you don't, he don't give you that power. The enemy will always be using your members, your mm-hmm. mouth, your hands, and your mind to be evil. Mm-hmm. You know because people don't want to admit it, but the truth is, your mind is with your heart. The heart is deceitful. Your heart is deceitful. Mm-hmm. Your mind is wicked. Mm-hmm. That's in the human flesh. Wow. It is nothing good in this flesh. Yeah. Ever, ever, ever. Nothing good. Nothing good. Always remember, there's nothing good in this flesh. Mm-hmm. And the flesh connects up with the enemy mm-hmm. to do harm to you and to do harm to others. Right. So I made a decision in my life that I was not going to allow the devil to use me, first of all, to hurt me, to hurt other people. I humble myself before God. I made that decision to humble myself before God, to allow him to use every faculty of my life, my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my tongue, my hands, to be that servant unto the Lord. The Bible says that we should love another as love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. When I learned how to love Sheila, mm-hmm. oh, he ain't no problem with nobody else. Because okay. I know as I love me, I'm not going to hurt nobody else, not intentionally, you know. 
But there must be a surrendering uh, for God to use you. God wants to use every woman uh, for, for his glory to be the healer in her family, to be the help to her husband, or even if she's single, to be a help to another single, you know, because we're all in this thing together. There's no I in team. You know, there is in, in, in a community, it's always a we. You know, when I make it, I want you to make it. Well, I made it. Now, come on, let me help you make it. And that's the way I believe it's supposed to be. That's where God made us. Mm -hmm. But the enemy, he comes in to cause confusion. He comes in to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm -hmm. And he likes to keep up confusion. He likes to separate women because we're so powerful. Mm -hmm. Together, we can move mountains, build nations. When a, when women come together and they collaborate together and they allow each other to be who they are, not trying to, Leah could never be me. I could never be Leah. But if we could be the best, if I can encourage her to be the best she could be, her being her best is going to bless me and vice versa. And that's all I ever, that's what I think about. That's what I love. I love um, the women of God. I love all women. Mm -hmm. I love the underdog. I love the one that's been talked about, the pole yes. dancer, the good old. I love all of them. The, yes. the, 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 <laughs> the two Miss Two Goody Two Shoes ain't never did nothing wrong. We lo I love all the women because guess what? A part of me is in every last one of those women. Yes. You understand? Yeah. And I always yeah. remember that when you help somebody, that's, that's a part of you helping them be successful that's a part of you that you can say my god i i i and, and not being selfish you can't keep being selfish and think you're going to be a blessing there mm -hmm. self cannot know you got to remember and I, I just thank god that he gave me the mindset that i just yielded to him that's all I did. The Bible said, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. He said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So I'm going to do that. Um, and in order to do it, you got to do it. I know people say it, but you got to do it. Mm -hmm. You must perform it. Faith you can talk works. about it all you want. <laughs> but actually, right. like you said, faith without works mm -hmm. is dead. But guess what? Love without works is dead too. Mm. Amen. Amen. You're right. So if you say you love me, then you're going to do something. That's right. You know, it's not about just giving money or go it's not about the 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 the, the materialistic things in life mm -hmm. it's the things that you know how does you make that person feel mm -hmm. even if that person fell down i always tell people the people that need your love the most is the people that are messed up the most yeah yeah hello yeah, that's true that's hello true. and how can we <laughs> Say that we are better than anybody. We're not better than nobody. Yeah. Jesus Christ gave us our value. Yeah. And that's where we're going with that. Yeah. Every woman has value. Yeah. Whether you have that's 12 it. babies or two babies or no babies, every woman has value. Mm -hmm. And God let me see that it is him that makes me worth. His yeah. spirit yeah. makes us valuable. Yeah. And uh, I, I refuse to um I refuse to be uh, allow the things that happened to me before because I know who I am now but right. most of all we know who I know whose I am yes you know yeah. I belong to God first that's it that's it first and foremost yeah you know and, and, and so as women we work to we work together better right when we can allow each other to be you as the world say your authentic self yes well I don't know how to be anything other than that that's right you know <laughs> being you blesses other people right 
as, as I, I look. And so that's when I, when I think about the women that are in the jail ministry, one thing I love it. I tell them, I say, you, when you come out, when you, that door is open, I tell them, take it as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. That is a turning point. Don't you do time. Don't let time do you. You do the time. Mm, take good. this time to find out who you are. Right. Take this time. Because I tell people, I do believe in jailhouse salvation. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I believe you can go to jail and you can get saved. Amen. I do believe it. <laughs> yes. yes, ma'am, I do. And you could walk out there, Holy Ghost feel. Right. Because I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it done. Yeah. And I just thank God that we don't, when you are in situations like that, that's a hard situation for a mother to be in, be away from her children. It, 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 it'll almost break you. Mm-hmm. But if you got women coming in and they breathing upon you, and that's what right. we're supposed to do. He said, when we come together, we're supposed to breathe upon each other, yeah. breathe life in it to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you never yeah. know what that person is facing or how they're so close to the edge and mm-hmm. you give them that kind word. That's right. And see, the enemy, I tell you, do guard your mouth, guard your heart with all diligence and don't allow the enemy to use you in any facet, no kind of way. Right. Negative thought come to your mind about your sister. He say, cast it down and say, you know what? You're a liar. Mm-hmm. You are a liar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pray for her. I can see she has some issues. Mm-hmm. I will agree with you on that. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pray for her. When I pray for her, I'm going to please Jesus. That's it. That's it. So if I have an issue, God will be merciful to me. That's right. Hello. Amen. Amen. Amen, Jesus. <laughs> well, in closing out, this this has been so good. Mm-hmm. Um, in closing out, um, I want you to speak to the young lady, speak to the woman that may be struggling in her faith and in trusting God. What would you say to her? I would say to you, just trust God. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful journey mm-hmm. when you just trust him. Yeah. It's exciting. It's kind of scary, like, oh, my God, what is going to happen next? But I would tell that woman, even in your struggles, just keep trusting God. Mm-hmm. You don't, you may not even see the full picture at that moment, but just keep going. And um, I remember, you know, there was there are times I struggle in my own faith. Uh, like, Lord, you know, how am I going to get out of this? Um, how is this going to happen? Are you pushing me? And I'm, and I'm thinking, like, I can't do that, you yeah. know, and didn't have the confidence within myself. Mm-hmm. But the more that you continue to talk to God about you, the more that you can just give it to him because he loves us to say he loves for us to just be honest with him. Yeah, that's right. That's really it. Mm-hmm. Naked and unashamed. Mm-hmm. Lord, I want this. I don't even know how you're going to do it. Lord, I've done this, and I know I probably messed myself up, seemed like for life, but I know, God, that you have good things. He, Because you say you think good thoughts towards mm-hmm. me to yeah. give me a future and a hope. Right. And that's what God, I want every woman to know that your hope should always be in God, and he will help you yeah. to continue on uh, when you fall down. Get up when you get dirty, get back up and clean yourself off with the word of God by saying, Lord, forgive me. He cast it into the sea of forgiveness and keep on moving. Mm. Whatever you do, don't stop. There's a scripture to say that we press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And there are so many uh, blessings that God have for us. And when you think about God, he just want us to be honest with him. Right. That is truly it. And I have been honest with God about who I am in my life, about, about what 
I've done and in and, and places and doors that he have opened for me, mm-hmm. you know, I know I've got to trust him. Mm-hmm. I'm trusting him even now with this new adventure yeah. I'm getting ready to go on. Yes. I'm trusting <laughs> the Lord. But one thing I do know, I know it's God. Amen. I do know it's God. Mm-hmm. And that voice that you're hearing in your spirit to tell that you to, that's telling you that you're somebody, believe that voice. That voice that you're hearing in your spirit to tell that's letting you know that this is not your end, that you're not going to die right here. Believe that voice. Don't believe anything else. And I thank you. I tell you, I will tell you this. That's been my saving grace yeah. because I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little stubborn. Yeah. When it comes down to Jesus in mm-hmm. his word, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't care what people say. Yeah. I don't care what you're saying. I don't care what you're doing. That's not going to stop Jesus from blessing me. I know that he said, if you obey and serve me, you will spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasures. There are precious promises in the Bible that you just find one promise. Keep that promise close to you. That's it. Amen. Amen. And and, and, and so I tell you, woman of God, don't struggle. Just let it go. Yeah. Just let it go. Just let go and let God. I know we say it. It's like a cliche. Mm-hmm. But really, when you let go and let God, you will really witness the miracle, power, working power of God, not just in your life, but in other people's lives. Yeah. You know, I know this world is like they control freaks. I can't let go. I got to control everything. Well, you know what? I don't want to control everything. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it's I'm not in pressure. control. <laughs> It is absolutely right, Leah. It's too much pressure, mm-hmm. and we're not supposed to. God wants us. He He wants us to depend on Him like He true. He is our Father. Mm-hmm. If you had a natural father, you you're not asking him, Dad, show me the water bill, show me the light bill. You could care less about any of those things. My daddy here, my daddy got it. I'm good. I'm yes. going to my room and play color. Yeah. You know, you have that confidence. You have that assurance. Right. And you can rest assured, woman of God, no matter what you've done, no matter where you are in your life, no matter what age you are, God, Jesus Christ loves you for who you are. And all you have to do is continue to give yourself, yield yourself to him. Mm-hmm. Just yield to him. And I promise you, he will not disappoint you yes. no matter what. In the struggle, out the struggle. Be honest. Tell him, Lord. That's the scripture that say, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Right. So it's really he got us covered on every end. Right. He got us covered on every end. So I want you to be encouraged, women of God. Know that the that God is with you. He created you for His purpose. I know the people have used you and abused you, but it is His purpose that He created you for. And as long as you can go to Him, find out what your purpose is in God, and live it to the full. Amen. Live it to, if it's just baking yeah. a cake for somebody yeah. in your neighborhood, you bake that cake and give it to him in Jesus Christ's holy name. I guarantee you, you open yourself up for a million dollar blessing. That's it. That's it. Amen. Beautiful. Wow. This has been powerful. I just want to say that I have really enjoyed this conversation. I'm so glad that you joined me today. I want to thank you again, ladies and gentlemen, Sheila Sullivan. Yay. (laughs) We're going to have to have you back on the podcast again um, because this conversation really could go on because there's so many parts to it. So, so much more, you know, um, that remains untapped. So, I appreciate everybody for listening today and I want you to be sure to join us next week and every Tuesday for another good conversation. All right. And bring a friend, sis. Don't be stingy. (laughs) Be sure to check out the show notes for more information. I would love to hear from you.
You can find me on social media at I am Coach Leah and reach out to me with your questions, your testimonies, whatever it is, show ideas, whatever it is. All right, you guys, that is my time for today. But as always, I want you to be encouraged, be empowered and be blessed. Peace, y'all.